What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Magic Gaming season. Uh, this is episode one of the Magic Gaming podcast for season five. Uh, hard to believe we're in season five already, but uh, that is where we are. And on this season premiere episode, we, of course, have Magic Gaming general manager and head coach Jonah Edwards, as well as the 10th overall pick in the 2022 NBA 2K League draft, Justin Kaplan, a.k.a. Cap. Uh, thanks to both of you for joining. Uh, obviously, I have some questions for you, Cap. But uh, first, Jonah, so I'm reading all the uh, details and changes that are going to be happening for this season in the 2K League. Uh, but I admit, reading through it, I- I'm a little confused by some of it. Uh, what I know is that there's no longer going to be a standard regular season format and that everything is going to be centered around tournaments. Uh, but like, how exactly is that going to be scheduled? If you can enlighten everyone, including myself, uh, what we can expect from this season in your own explanation, uh, that would probably help everyone. Sure. Yeah. So um, the, the best way to describe it from, from my perspective would be that we're going to have alternating tournaments, uh, 5v5 and 3v3. So for example, obviously this, this next week, um, the, the 5v5, the first tournament, the tip-off tournament starts. Uh, essentially, that'll be going on for a couple of weeks as group play, which is remote. Um, each win in that will count towards our overall standing for the season. Uh, and that will happen in, in every tournament. Um, and 5v5 is separated from 3v3. So I'll try to do this as thorough as I can here for you, Josh. But um, so essentially, you know, if we win a game in remote play um, in the group stage, uh, that's one point, right? And so we can obviously, you know, we'll be playing five games in this first group stage um, on the way to hopefully qualifying to Indianapolis, which would have to be one of the top four teams in our six-team group to be able to qualify to go to Indianapolis to play in person in two weeks. Uh, at that point, if we were to win the tournament, we would get three points um, for that particular win. And then every game up to that point will still be a one point win. So it would add to our overall standing, which would then, uh, you know, obviously help our playoff push. Um, as soon as we head home from that first tournament, the tip off tournament, we then would start 33. Um, and then the following week is the first 33 tournament. Um, so then it just would alternate back and forth. Again, starting with remote play, um, assuming we qualify, then we would head to Indianapolis again and would play the 33 tournament in person. So, um, and then it will, there will be three of each of those tournaments, obviously one of which is the ticket. So we hope to not be in either of those. Um, and then there's a, a couple of weeks uh, late in the year called seed weeks, which uh, is, is really essentially to try to um, get you to play teams in the other conference or teams in your conference you haven't played yet and to just uh, be able to kind of boost teams up in the standings without it being technically tournament gameplay for, for prizing. So, um, and on top of that, yes, don't, don't forget that like also we're playing for 2.5 million in prizing uh, over the course of the year. So all these games matter for as far as, you know, monetary now um, standings, you know, overall, as well as like trying to qualify for each individual tournament and head to Indianapolis. Interesting. So I got a couple of follow-up questions to that for, each game, is it a single game or is it a best of three or does it depend on the tournament or depend on what round you're in? Exactly right. It, it does depend. Um, so the remote play, uh, the, the group stage will always be it's single round robin. So you're going to play each team one time um, that's in your group. And then once you qualify for the tournament, if you go there, the first round, so the round of 16 essentially um, will be also a best of one. 
if you win that game, then then every game moving forward will be a best of three in, in the uh, in the five v five gameplay. Uh, the thirty three works a little differently, where every game is a best of three um, until you get to the the bracket stage, and then games are best of fives. Gotcha. And it's three versus three park mode. Essentially, yes, that's exactly right. It will look like the park. It will feel like the park. Obviously, it's a little bit different on our back end since we're not like you know on the park you know, like you would be able to play on retail uh, since we have our own specific league build, but um, it will look and feel like part to, to viewers. All right. So Cap, you have uh, quite an interesting story. Uh, you're from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you are a college baseball player at Long Island University, Brooklyn. And somehow, despite playing NBA 2K for not that long, uh, you rise in the world rankings in 2K and now are a professional video gamer. Uh, describe your remarkable journey and how you ended up here. Oh, man, this journey has definitely been some rod. Um, so for me, the biggest thing was is I'm a competitor and I love to just compete. And kind of when COVID hit, you know, there wasn't a... There wasn't much going on, so that's when I kind of picked up 2K in the game. And like I said, one of my uh, one of my best friends, uh, CB13 from the Warriors, is in this, and he kind of like brought me into the scene. And you know, I picked his brain as much as I could, and just kind of, you know, ran with uh, the opportunity. And so, you know, I could uh, make this a living for myself, and you know, do you know, be uh, be in the professional level. So, I basically just um locked in and i studied and i did everything i can on my time off and made it into orlando jonah so th this makes me wonder uh you know a lot of people in this industry of gaming uh how many of the pros pick this up this quickly uh versus those that need years and years and years and years of practice to even give themselves a remote chance of making it this far yeah, I mean, cap story is incredibly rare with the idea that like you can pick up the game and, and you know, 15 months later, be a professional. Uh, that's not something that's common. Obviously, cap has other advantages and other other assets to him aside from him just being, you know, his skill on the game. Right. Which helps him in, in this environment, too. So uh, I would say it's, it's incredibly rare. I want to say he's maybe one of a handful of guys in the entire league that kind of picked up the game randomly and just ran with it. And, you know, like, like he mentioned, he's lucky enough to have a circle of guys that know the game at such an incredibly high level, but that, that barrier of entry, that, that skill gap to get there was, was just easier for him uh, on top of the fact that, you know, he did, he, he is a pretty, pretty smart guy, smart player. Um, you know, obviously those, those are big factors in that too. So let's now turn to the team and, I know you guys have been hard at work practicing in the studio, gearing up for the upcoming tip-off tournament. Uh, Cap, uh, what's your vibes of this squad uh, with this being your first year? Uh, for those unfamiliar, the team brought back May and Snubby from last season and added, of course, yourself, Maddie, and Rain in the draft. Uh, what's your preseason analysis, Cap? I'm extremely confident in the group of guys we have. I think all the personalities uh, we have in this room just mesh well together. And I think we are a very intelligent group. So I think necessarily, you know, I kind of think if I relate back to like real life basketball where I won't necessarily say, you know, we're not the most athletic team or we're not the most, uh, you know, we're not the biggest, the strongest team, but we are the smartest. And I feel like, you know, this is kind of like, the format of the tournament is more March Madness down. I feel like that's when the smart teams win. We'll get hot, and I think we'll go and we'll get hot at the right time and just make some magic happen. 
Chemistry, Jonah, uh, we know just based on the first four years of the NBA 2K League that chemistry is among the most important things that determines how far a team goes. Uh, what's your feeling on this team at this point as far as how they're gelling and coexisting? Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast and, um, and over the years, just you and I, Josh, but um, I think the, the biggest part in this league is, is that you know, teams can stick together throughout the entire season, right? Which, which I think is chemistry does just does describe it, but I want to make sure that it's, it's spoken through that like maybe even goes a step further than that, right? That we're like, it, it's sustainable chemistry. It's not just like, you know, we have this honeymoon phase and we're getting along now. Um, but I will tell you that this team does get along very, very well. Um, and there are just things going on internally that are like, some of the healthiest habits that I've seen a team uh, that I've been a part of uh, create early on in the season where we're talking about guys coming in late uh, to work every single night so far since they've been here. I mean, whether it's to hang out and watch shows at the studio or whether it's to play, you know, we have this new Pac-Man machine. The guys are playing a bunch, which is great. Um, or, you know, just coming in and watching film and just kind of like getting shots up while they're doing all that. So, um, so many, so many, like, I think sustainable, incredibly healthy habits being built and, I don't want to toot our own horns too early here, Josh, but I think this may be one of the more overall, like well-built kind of like to Cap's point, as far as like everyone knows their role. And I think they're, they're well-prepared to, to succeed in their own roles. So um, you don't see that a lot in the 2K league early on. You might see teams kind of adapt to get there, but I think we're, you know, we have clearly defined roles early here, which is uh, like I said, an incredibly healthy habit early on. Cap, uh, talk about your skills. What exactly do you bring to the table? What do you excel at the most uh, on the virtual hardwood? So, you know, having a background in sports and being an assistant coach, you know, I think the biggest thing I bring is my leadership. Um, you know, my play style, too, on the court is very, like, floor general base, where a lot of people in this league are more dribble base, put the ball in the hoop where it's I'm more control the tempo of the game, try to, you know, reel in pace, have everyone in the right spots and just like take advantage of other people's mistakes. So, you know, be like I said, being able, uh, being a basketball player and coaching, those things definitely help me in the virtual hardwood because you can break down, you pick up tendencies quicker. It's just, yeah. How much basketball do you watch as far as uh, NBA ball or college ball or even high school ball, whatever level? Uh, I'm sure we've talked, Jonah, you know, about the importance of kind of studying film, even in the in the virtual world and just how much that helps a player grow and develop uh, virtually. So, Cap, like just your interest in basketball growing up, I know you were a baseball player, uh, but your level of passion for basketball in general and how that kind of helps you uh, develop your skills virtually. Yeah, no, it, it goes a long way. You know, I, I've watched, I mean, I've played my whole high school career. I've played basketball since I was probably five years old. Um, and just being able to watch all different levels, like I said, you pick up, the biggest thing is picking up tendencies and understanding the tempo of games and just knowing that, you know, you're not always going to be the best player in the court. You're not always going to be, you know, the biggest, the strongest, the smartest. And then it's just about, you know, being disciplined and sticking to your principles. And I think watching film and like knowing what someone's going to do or what the other team is thinking, you know, puts you a step ahead, step ahead of everyone else. Jonah, what's the uh, play style going to be like this year with 2K, not just with your team, but in the league in general, as far as will it be a fast moving game? Will there be certain 
styles of play that maybe we haven't seen in the past and what will be sort of the the focal point of the league when it comes to you know utilizing a team's abilities to make sure that everything's kind of going smoothly for any respective team yeah the the game is a little bit different than last year but it it is similar overall it is certainly has its own differences um so what i'll say is that they're just like last year you're going to see some teams push the pace and try to run the break and have this style where they're, you know, they're playing really aggressive on defense and it's, it's causing havoc and creating a lot of, a lot of free points and just a lot of running up and down. Um, Well, you're also going to see teams like the wizards and the warriors play pace the entire game where they're going to go slow. They're going to trust their defenses in a half court um, and not necessarily to speed you up as much as just to play good, solid defense and good, good ball. Um, So you're going to see both of those. You're going to see a lot of, um, you know, I think get more, all five getting more involved this year than, than in years past. I want to say that um, passing lanes are a little harder to get steals in this year than they have been, uh, especially in last year's league build. So you're going to see some more plays probably being ran a little, a little bit more, maybe not as much as like, you know, season one and season two, but still a little more than the last couple of years. Um, and you're just going to see point guards being, you know, uh, turning, turning a switch and being, you know, not just like a 20 point score, but also like a high level facilitator. Um, shooting guards are really good too. And a lot of times you'll see them facilitate at a high level too. So really like a lot of combo guard ideas, um, attacking, attacking the other team's mismatch, whether it's their point guard or their shooting guard who just can't guard at a high level uh, just because the the player build is, is difficult this year. So uh, that, that's what I would say is it's, it's a little bit different, um, but still some similarities last year. You're still going to see a lot of moving shots, a lot of deep threes, and still, like I said, a lot of sprinting up and down by some teams, um, who are especially early on, who are just kind of like a little, maybe a little raw at the moment and know that that's their, that's their win condition. And for the three V three, uh, will guys be coming off the bench during the game or do you just simply go with the guys that start the game for the duration of each contest? Yeah, you can, you can make subs mid series. So it can be mid game. Obviously the games are, are, uh, win by two, uh, first to 21. So uh, they go pretty quickly, right? They, they can. They can. They can still be kind of grinded out longer, like twenty-minute games at times. Uh, those are pretty, pretty rare, but also really, really fun when you're a part of them. Um, but otherwise, I think you're going to see uh, some. Some teams will be rotating some guys in. Some teams will be really stubborn and just kind of play their three. But you will have the ability to make subs. Now, as you mentioned earlier, some of the games will take place in person in Indianapolis this year, while others will be remote. Uh, Jonah, what can we expect going forward as far as whether there's an opportunity down the road for all games to be in person, or is the split concept kind of like the final outcome for the foreseeable future based on what you know? My, my guess would be that this this kind of format will be kind of what, what we're having in the future uh, as well as this year. So, um, though I will say that I know the league is is open to the idea of different different markets, not just in Indianapolis, not just New York, um, hosting different events at different places throughout the year, right? Where you're not just necessarily every game, you know, this season, every game will be in Indianapolis, every, every, um, every, sorry, in, every in-person game, right? Every finals, every playoffs game, every tournament game will be in Indianapolis, Whereas, you know, um, in the future, I believe the idea is to have maybe one tournament in D.C. and then one tournament in Orlando and then one tournament in New York with the with the playoffs being in Indianapolis or something of of that variety, which I think is a is a really cool idea. And and the best way to kind of like take our league on the road to different markets and kind of, you know, expand that way. So for the first two games in the tip off, you'll go up against Raptors Uprising G.C. and Knicks Gaming. 
Uh, Jonah, first on Toronto, you know, they were arguably the most disappointing team in the league last season after having an incredible year in 2020. Uh, they bring back Kenny Got Work, Dimes, who, of course, you know very well having coached him in Dallas and type. Uh, and then they drafted Fantasian and Big Saint. Uh, what are you expecting from them? Yeah, they're, they're really interesting um, because, you know, we're talking about Dimes moving to center here, um, which is a, a big change for him and that team. Uh, Fana is a rookie. Um, and a guy who's like really, really raw as a player has massive upside as far as his talent at the game. Um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what he looks like early on, but you, you know what you're going to get out of Kenny got work and type. They're going to both uh, Kenny's going to be really solid on offense. He's going to be really, really reliable as a shooter uh, and type is going to be this aggressive defender who's going to kind of lead your defense. So um, we're, we're expecting um, them to be pretty aggressive defensively uh, with, with big Saint as a guy that picked up, obviously was with the wolves last year, pretty, pretty solid lockdown himself. Uh, I think that pick and roll defense is certainly their strength uh, and kind of seeing them try to capitalize and transition, get Fana going early. And I think that's their best way uh, to, to win. And cap, you know, especially for the in-person competitions, like, What's your personality like, not just yourself, but the entire team? You know, we've seen through the years, especially for in-person contests, that there's some trash talkers or some guys that are more quiet. There are people who like to intimidate. Uh, you know, there's a variety pack when it comes to the personality types. What are you kind of anticipating with your squad? You know, what kind of, what kind of energy do you feel that you're going to bring, especially for those in-person games? Right. I think the group of guys around me, I wouldn't necessarily say are the loudest, but they're all business. So I think we're going to be professionals on the stage, meaning like we're going to go in there, we're going to lock in and play the game and not let anyone disrupt the way we play. Now let's get to the Knicks, which is the very next night after the Raptors game. Uh, they drafted Stick and Carry, and then they bring back Duck, Glow, and Original Malik. Uh, Jonah, what's your take on them? You know, they won the championship in season one, kind of in surprising fashion. They had to qualify for the playoffs through that ticket tournament at the time, and they went on that major run. But ever since then, they've kind of been up and down. Uh, are they a surprise team out there, or where, where do you think they stack up exactly? Yeah, I would almost have them as like one of the better teams in our conference. I, I think that the, the Knicks have a pretty good, well-rounded roster. Uh, Malik and Duck are, you know, at least the last couple of years have been one of the better backcourts overall as far as just straight point per game and, and production. Um, obviously, Duck was had an incredible season last year. I want to say he won most improved. Um, Malik is as reliable as a shooting guard gets as far as just raw scoring ability. Uh, and then picking up stick at pick 17 was like massive for them because he's, he's been apparently, uh, from what we've heard has been a, like a, a, a big performer in scrimmages so far. Um, and a lot of people are saying he could be one of, if not the best lockdowns, uh, in this entire draft class. So, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see what they have for us. I think like they pose unique challenges in that way with their guards, but at the end of the day, like I, I still have to see it from them, uh, because they are a team that has been really inconsistent um, just start to finish throughout the year. They'll have really good games and really throw out some duds there too. So uh, hoping to kind of create a little, a little chaos for them with their guards and, and maybe uh, we can get one, get one, uh, one of those uh, kind of dud games for us. And being a newcomer cap, uh, what have you learned about preparing for opponents as far as gaining a better understanding of what they bring to the table and how to attack them uh, throughout the course of a game? Yeah, so, you know, it always goes back to the film room. I think, uh, you know, an underrated thing is you have to use the in-real-life uh, metrics of someone, meaning, like, you can pick up on the game whether someone's a lefty or a righty and, you know, what side of the court they prefer, and then you just try to 
make their life as miserable as possible, you know, doing those little things. So I, it's really just keeping mental notes and like having principle against certain teams. So that, you know, it all starts in the film room. Awesome. Well, that is all the time we have for this edition of the Magic Andy podcast. Thanks again to Jonah and Cap. Uh, stay tuned. We'll continue to do these every other week throughout the course of the season. Uh, as I mentioned before, the first game of the tip-off tournament for Magic Gaming will be against the Raptors. Uh, that takes place on Wednesday, April 6th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And then the next night against the Knicks at 8 p.m. Unless the, That's correct, Jonah, right? The schedule has not changed. I, this is my latest version that I have. I don't know. You know, things change sometimes on a flash, but it's 10 p.m. Wednesday and 8 p.m. Thursday. That is correct. Okay. So I, I really appreciate uh, the time and the interest. Follow all the action on Twitch and YouTube, and we will catch you again soon.